Hi again, everyone. Welcome back, dear listeners. Welcome back, anyone who's returning. Welcome on board, anyone who's new to this podcast. This is the episode, or sorry, this is the podcast of the Spirit Channel, uh, the Spirit Channel blog. This is the podcast of it. I am your host, The Zenith, and I welcome you on board for yet another episode. In this episode, I would like to discuss a big topic. Um, This is uh, a a huge topic, and it may have to be split into two parts um, due to perhaps the length of, uh, uh, or the discussion that I want to have around it, because I do want to give it a good discussion. And this will be centered around the idea of catalyst and karma and perhaps uh, self-forgiveness. So without further ado, let's start. So what do I mean by catalyst? What is catalyst? And before we even get into the topic of karma. Catalyst, if you look up the definition in the dictionary, or perhaps if you understand what catalyst is, catalyst is something that provides change. It is impetus for change. It is a mechanism for change. When we look at a vehicle, we see it has a catalytic converter. It converts um, one thing, or I should say it converts um, harmful gases that are produced by your burning of petroleum in your engine and your oil into uh, substances using certain gases and certain um, chemicals in this catalytic converter. Um, into less harmful emissions that uh, exit your exhaust into the environment. So catalyst is is the same thing. It provides an opportunity for change. It it provides transformational opportunities. So a bit of background then. You are in truth a pure being of pure energy, a purely spiritual non-physical being you are a piece of the creator the creator in miniature and you reside in a higher dimensional state of frequency of vibration of consciousness but this is not the end Uh, you still need to grow you still need to develop that um, state of being in order to Uh, reunite with the creator again and so the best way to do this is by taking up an incarnation um, and experiencing a lifetime in physical words Um, and so what happens is that um, it is decided upon by your actuality your soul which is you you're just experiencing a part of you now in this human experience in this human body um, a large part of you is still um, in a higher dimension than that your your natural uh, habitat your natural habitat god you sounds like you're an animal now your natural state of being um, and a portion of you is now present in this experience in this human um, experience and so um, while you're fully 
uh, present in your um, natural state of consciousness, in your non-corporal, non-physical form. It's decided by you and by those who guide you. Um, what are the best lessons for you to experience so that you may experience more spiritual growth and therefore um, draw you ever closer then to the creator or the, the creator of all things. And so you decide on a series of limitations um, for yourself, a series of uh, handicaps, you may say, uh, a series of imperfections, so to experience that state of non-perfection. And on top of this, you decide upon a series of events, um, of situations that you will encounter during a lifetime uh, that will provide you with an opportunity to experience change and to experience growth. And so what actually happens is that you, you when you decide uh, all this life plan, you pass through what is termed or what has been termed a veil veil of forgetfulness and what this does is that causes a sort of amnesia so that when you come into your incarnation in a human body you completely forget all about this wonderful existence that you truly are you forget about this unified state of consciousness where you recognize that all are one and one are all that there is a deep underlying pattern to creation that there is a, a even a, a very creator itself um, and that you have no contact with anyone else um, by that I mean that there's a form of telepathy what we would call telepathy um, that is experienced in the non-corporal or non-physical state in this higher state of consciousness that uh, communication is done not through verbalization, not through clumsy concepts such as words, but an inner knowing, uh, a state of consciousness in which feelings um, are utilized, but on a much deeper level. You just intimately know what another entity, another person, if you like, another soul is feeling what they need to express, what they wish to communicate with you. And it's all done through feelings and intuition and through this advanced form of telepathy. So as a part of the veil of forgetting, you've lost that ability. You are completely isolated in your own mind. You cannot communicate with anyone other than a verbalization of words. Um, so you need to actually verbalize what it is that you wish to convey and what you wish to explain so as you can imagine this is a very limited way of communicating um, and so we come into this world which is uh, turbulent which is chaotic it has extreme ups it has extreme downs it is extremely polarized it is a world full of emotions a world full of hardship um, a world full of opposites, <clears throat> a world full of people who may um, seek to uh, cause you ill, to have negative things to say about you, to um, even to to ride up your potential base emotions. But all these are 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 
actually good things and remember that a lot of this has been decided upon before you uh, decided to come into an incarnation so when we're here in this physical world we have situations and events that happen to us and they seem like uh, bad luck they seem like misfortunes they seem like uh, ill actions uh, and we largely cry out because we don't understand why this is happening to us uh, we have forgotten that uh, a large part of this we have chosen as part of our incarnational path as part of our incarnational learning within this lifetime is lessons that need to be learned so um the question then becomes well how do we learn or what are we learning um well remember that if this physical life is largely an illusion um this physical body is just a form of matter in order to house your consciousness or part of your consciousness your your spirit then the misfortunes the bad luck the accidents that happen to us are really should be turned around and looked at from a different action um, or from a different viewpoint what you are being given here what you are perceiving or experiencing is opportunities for growth I've talked about this sort of stuff um, on previous podcasts, so I largely don't want to cover old ground, but you're experiencing catalyst. You're being given an opportunity for change, for growth, an opportunity to um, experience things that can help you learn, can help you develop as a spiritual um, entity, a spiritual being, a spiritual person. So these situations, these events um, are opportunities. They are something that you can transform or utilize in some fashion in order to help change your consciousness, in order to help change your state of being. So how is this possible? Well, when we look at... um, I guess we all kind of envy those people who seem to have it all together those people whose lives are flowing who seem to uh, be floating on a cloud of air their feet don't touch the ground um, they don't wallow in the filth they seem to have carefree blissful lives uh, they are probably seemingly happy all of the time they don't have cares they don't have worries they don't have problems they have no worry problems or sorry no money problems and so we look at them people and wish that our lives could be like that but this well i guess the first thing to say is that nobody's life is any perfect um, we all mask our true feelings and true behaviors um behind a mask of uh, or an illusion um, of positivity and happiness so taking but besides that taking that out of the, the the equation for the minute we have to understand that that even if these people are um and that's not to say that you have to be a miserable person all the time but it's just this idea and this concept that if uh, you're leading a carefree happy untroubled life then you're not really learning anything in this life and this is because that um, the greatest way to to learn 
to, to grow is through hardships, through traumatic events, through situations that cause us to um, self-reflect and uh, within ourselves, within our state of being, to examine ourselves, to determine if uh, what's really important in our lives, to, to ask the big questions, to wonder why you know that all this is happening to you, what is the purpose of life, um, to really question your existence um, and question your lifetime about what you're doing and where you're going. And unfortunately, nothing um, sparks that uh, inward reflection than traumatic events or events that uh, can be perceived as being um, misfortune or unfortunate or um, by having a conflict or perhaps conflicts with perhaps other people. Um, these events seem negative to us, um, but as I said, they can cause uh, great inner world, world reflection, great um, uh, inward seeking, um, inward contemplation. And really, uh, especially if they are uh, traumatic experiences, they really force us to, to reach into the depths of our very being and find reservoirs of strength and reservoirs of um, <clears throat> endurance that we never really thought that was achievable or we had within us. How many people have you encountered and listened to who have been through a hardship, a, a divorce, a, a marriage breakup, a, a death, a um, betrayal of a, a loved one or a spouse, uh, a, a traumatic accident or injury, um, being the victim of um, a, a sexual abuse or um, assault and has um, found that strength within them to carry on and, you know, come out of that experience so many years later and, you know, turned around and told you, you know, how hard it was at the time, but they're now a stronger person because of it. And so this is the, the, the exact same thing. It's, it's a catalyst. We are being given catalyst every day in every shape and form in order to help us uh, uh, do some more contemplating, to do inward reflection about the state of the person that we are, about uh, who we are and where we're going, what ultimately makes us happy in life. Um, and when things like this come into our life, we begin to realize that uh, physical goods, uh, you know, our, our, um, our nice cars, our nice uh, furnishings, our, um, our jewelry that we wear, the clothes that we buy, really don't provide any uh, comfort from this, any um, consolation for this. Um, so I guess, this is, um, or these events actually can be looked at as opportunities that you're being given a gift. That the people who are living carefree, on trouble lives aren't receiving. It's a gift from yourself or to yourself. It's a gift from those who guide you and especially from your higher self uh, to help you 
facilitate those changes in consciousness that are required to obtain spiritual growth. Um, now again, it may seem to be very unfair and uh, from our low perspective in this physical reality because it's all that we know um, in the lifetime because, as I said, there is this veil that's draped across our consciousness that causes amnesia and causes us to forget all that we knew um, in our higher state of existence. It can seem to be unfair, um, but remember that this lifetime, as long as it may seem, as real as it may seem, is only a temporary thing and there are many lifetimes and you will have no doubt experienced many lifetimes um, in incarnation on planet Earth and potentially elsewhere um, on other planets within our galaxy. Um, <clears throat> so time itself is is really an illusion in um, in the higher dimensions there is no time it's not a time that uh, we experience it it's it's we experience space time in that in order to uh, travel uh, across a, a distance um, a certain amount of space it takes time to do that and so that's how we experience time but in these higher realms in these uh, greater states of uh, reality that's not how it's experienced it's more of a um, space time rather than time space in that in order to get to a certain time you need to um, let me just see if I can get this right you need to travel to a certain space so a space can be uh, experienced instantaneously you can move to a certain space if you want to experience a certain time that's a bit mind-boggling but if you can try and get your head around that is in that um, time itself is really an illusion um, these are uh, or, or in these higher realms we can cross vast distances in the blink of an eye and uh, we can be anywhere we want instantly um, and it potentially at any time in the past or present or potentially future but anyway I am getting off the path here so lifetime in the physical world is really the blink of an eye um, when you're in this uh, higher reality in these higher dimensions or, or densities in the non-physical um, we realize then that a lifetime is really just a blink of an eye um, but to us it seems extremely real and drawn out and very very long um, so as I said these events and situations that come into our lives are pre-planned and pre-programmed in order to help us stop in our tracks and um, are being given to us and are a gift to us in a way to offer us opportunities for growth and opportunities for um, change. Uh, so the happy person, uh, the person, carefree person, um, may just be a, a young soul who hasn't um, experienced a great deal of lifetimes and therefore has no real great spiritual growth about them. If you are someone that 
has a lot of trauma, has a lot of hardship in their life. No doubt you're a more advanced soul who needs that trauma, who needs that uh, hardship in order to really grow, in order to really mine those uh, experiences to, to help really develop. So perhaps in a way you could turn around and say that you're fortunate, that you are very, very lucky to, to have that within your life. So that as well, when this happens, to always look for the lesson that's being offered within this. Um, it may not be apparent at the time, um, may come much later. And believe me, I've had many, many experiences of this and many days, weeks, months, years of frustration, wondering what the hell is it that I'm meant to learn in this and just catalyst after catalyst after catalyst especially in regards to, to my day-to-day. And I think that is in order to uh, help me realize and help me understand that um, there's more that I need to be doing in my life rather than just committing to a day-to-day. And so therefore I am doing this and trying my best in order to live the life that um, I believe that um, has been has been agreed upon and to be of service to my fellow humans and fellow people <clears throat> while in this incarnation and to share my knowledge. But anyway, yes, those uh, those young souls who seem to have a, a carefree, um, largely untroubled life full of um, perhaps wealth and, and, and splendor can be compared to a, a sunny day um, and that lifestyle can be compared to a sunny day a lovely warm sunny day if uh, if you're if you're one of these people like me who don't live in a natural um, warm sunny climate but when we get them warm sunny days or those periods of uh, blissful sunshine we tend not to want to do anything we tend just want to sit and absorb and soak up the sun and just relax and put all our chores off to another day and what happens is that not much gets done not much gets done no clutter is cleaned up no chores are done no um bills are paid no work in general is done no emails are sent stuff like that uh we tend just to get lazy and this is um this is what uh, those people who are learning or sorry, experiencing curfew lives maybe compared to, maybe compared to a sunny day. And in actual fact, this is potentially um, from what I've read. And uh, I think perhaps when I, when I say this, it'll probably make a lot of sense to you. You'll probably go, yeah, I've heard that somewhere before. Um, this is actually the way it was in the beginning of creation. Um, certainly in this uh, state of being in this uh, density in this human experience or this third level in sort of third state of consciousness um, is that originally there was no veil there was no veil um, in the in the incarnation so any entity any spirit who was in physical form still had that connection to all to 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 source to God while they were in physical form. So the way I kind of describe it, it's like uh, it's like a curtain. 
imagine sitting there um, enjoying your life but always being aware that there is a curtain which is open and seeing on the other side of that curtain and knowing that uh, no matter what happens in this life there's always that safety net that assurance that connection that there is an afterlife that there is a state of existence um, a natural state of existence that goes on after your physical death so there's always that reassurance there's always that thing it's just there it's always right there all you have to do is turn around and look and it's right there so no matter what pain no matter what hardship that uh, you potentially experienced it didn't matter it was always there so once again there was no learning so um, if that curtain was closed and you had no idea what was on the other side of it um, it would be a completely different experience um, it would be a completely different lifetime and the only way would be Sometimes when there was noises or perhaps the curtain potentially blew at times that maybe you got a, a glimpse of something on the other side or you heard a noise on the other side. You just knew that there was something but it was unexplainable. It was a complete mystery. And so you had to live in faith that there, there actually was something. There was something on the other side of that. So this is the way I would describe existence before the veil um, and after the veil. It was necessary then for this field to be introduced as there was no real spiritual growth being obtained. There was no um, efforts at uh, at making uh, spiritual growth. Um, spiritual growth in that prevail existence was uh, very, very limited and very, very slow. And so it was decided um, upon that this field would be introduced that you would be separate from all of your brothers and sisters, your fellow entities, your fellow spirits. Um, you would no longer be in communication with them. And so this world became a world of um, chaos and um, confusion. And um, as I've already said before, um, great, uh, uh, great misfortune and... Um, interactions in which we bump kind of into each other because we're not aware i actually wrote a piece about this in my blog i'll i'll publish it in the in the in the blurb um, and see if you can like it um, it gives you a sort of sense of what i'm trying to 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 um, explain here but hopefully you get the idea and so this is the nature of catalyst it's not a hardship it's not a misfortune it's not a, a series of bad luck. It's an opportunity for growth. It's a it's a gift, really, in a way, to help you stop identifying with the physical world and the physical apparatus that we so dearly love. Um, our physical gadgets and toys and uh, cosmetics and clothes and <clears throat> all that sort of stuff. It's a way to help you realize and recognize what's important in your life, a way to contemplate the bigger pictures. So it's a gentle push, it's a gentle nudge from your higher self, from your um, greater self that um, you agreed upon um, while in the non-physical and from those guides who are assigned to you to help you um, experience a similar life that they experienced and so this is catalyst so then how does karma come into this how does uh, 
karma and what is karma then? Um, and how does that interact with Catalyst? So I think what I'll do is that I'll leave this for there and I will continue this on in part two where we look at the interaction of karma. What is karma? How does karma come about? Um, what has karma got to do with Catalyst? How are the two interlinked? And how then do we utilize karma? And then hopefully um, we may talk a little bit about um, self-forgiveness. So see you in part two, dear listener.